Welcome to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with Opera Holland Park's Director of Opera, James Clutton. In conversation with creatives and collaborators, we explore the process of putting opera on stage and how the artists involved approach their craft. Hello, welcome to From the Producer's Office. I'm James Clutton, Director of Opera, Opera Holland Park. It's August 2020, the whole world has changed for over the last couple of months and I'm here today to talk to a couple of friends of mine who are singers that have worked for us many times and also we might be joined by another one because uh, there's someone, uh, one of our guests is stuck in a a, a Wi-Fi free hell somewhere so Ali Langer might be joining us but I've got with me at the moment the great Claire President and Robert Murray, how are you both? Brilliant, really really well thanks. That's good because you know normally everyone says how are you go I don't know I don't know yeah you strange. just you just can't answer that question properly can you really you really yeah. you really can't you really can't depends on the day and the moment hey I think <laughs> it depends on the minute yeah. <laughs> it just changes all the time um, Claire I've got to mention this you know the intro music intro to the podcast there does it sound familiar at all. Slightly familiar. Might be a tune I've heard once or twice before. I sort of no, imagined you doing this today and getting. Oh, that's the music. I better get better get on stage. The, the music <laughs> is from uh, Susanna's Secret. What a great time we had on that. Eh? Yeah, we did. We did amazing piece. Yeah, and it's also still up there because uh, we've we've managed to stay as uh, nominees in the best production in the world on the International Opera Awards just because they haven't had the awards yet. So we've yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're still there. Means more Raising time before we lose. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> we're all happy with that. Anyway, let's let's talk um, not necessarily seriously about stuff, but big stuff. The reason about today's podcast, and if Ali joins us, she's one of this team as well. Is that uh, you've both been back on stage at Holland Park recently in very different circumstances for the normal for us, but. Um, just want to talk about it a bit like that Rob um being back on stage at all you did a night of operetta for us with uh, conducted by John Andrews with a great uh, company of five singers and a small ensemble orchestra um, just generally we'll go into more details but what was it like being back on stage after a period of what would it have been for you five months or something yeah I suppose I was re- yeah last time I was on stage was probably in Feb I did well I did some concerts in Feb and did an opera at the start of the year, but probably January. So yeah, it was the first time in, I don't even know how long that is. Is that seven months or something, six months? Um, oh, there's a couple of, here's Ali. Here's Ali. Keep quiet, I'm talking, I'm talking. Rob's yeah. in the middle of a really serious piece at the moment. Oh, we'll come back to you in a minute, Ali. <laughs> oh, how nice. Anyway, no, it was, uh, oh, it was I mean, initially very emotional, not the actual action of singing myself, but hearing other people sing. Mm. I found that really moving and sort of surprisingly so, really. I mean, it, to me, this sort of tragedy is is sort of heightened by the lack of community doing what we do. Yeah. And uh, that's actually the thing you want to see come back or you hope will come back. It's not necessarily the personal thing. On a personal front, I found it, I really enjoyed the rehearsal. Um, and I found it terrifying, the action of performing when the audience were there. Right. Just in terms of mental acuity yeah. and confidence. And also, I've always done this, but I, and I always say it to people, but I, I've always found my colleagues amazing, but yeah. never more so than we're all, when we're all feeling a bit scared. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you think they're all fine, but of course, as soon as we chatted, everyone's feeling exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified, confused, and, you know, trying to find our own our de- identity, our stage identity, and, you know, who we are, in a way. 
so yeah, it was, sort of, uh, it was like a big punch in the face, but joyful, a joyful one. Joyful. I remember mate, on that day, Rob, as well, you know, you have um, always, I think everyone would agree on this, you're always uh, fun backstage, off stage, you're always laughing, making jokes, you know, that's your, that's your, everyone's got their own system about being ready for that. That was the first time I'd seen you really pretty quiet before that. Yeah. It affected you yeah. in a different way, wasn't it? Because other people were saying, oh God, what's the matter with Rob? You know, is that yeah. not? Yeah, yeah, well, I said so, it as well. So different to everyone. Yeah, well, there's survival mechanisms, isn't there, that, that you that you get, you know, you use to sort of perform and, and maintain focus or, or, or not in the correct times. And it, I, I hope I'm supportive in my gags and my fun, you know, rather than a pain in the ass. But, you know, <laughs> but but yeah, I found it very difficult. I mean, my um, yeah, we'll probably get into the micro soon. But I I found I was really worried about my memory, mainly because I guess <laughs> the role I've sung most, or not for a while, but the role I've sung most on stage is probably Tamino. Yeah, I came out to sing the first line, just made it up. I had no idea what it was. I mean, I knew what I knew what the English was in my mind. I knew what words were saying. I knew I, I know it backwards. I just started seeing it. <laughs> and then that set me on that like terrible, like nervous thing. Where you, and thank God people started to sing with me and, and I got, I calmed down a bit, but you know, that sort of thing, that's like a massive indication of not being fit and not being, you know, where you usually are and having a sort of a, a built up confidence over a period of time that has gone. And you yeah. kind of go, Oh God, where's my, my floor has gone. Like all the back, all that, quick thinking stuff which you know it's i hope will come back and increase through the concert that i had more awareness but it's that sort of thing you're like god i don't realize how much experience i have usually and some yeah. of that have gone away especially just in that instance i mean i think that was it's always a shock isn't it starting again yeah it's it's very well caught and i think that you, you know seeing because i saw a lot of singers over a short -ish period coming back to singing again and, and in front of an audience and it was just strange seeing how everyone was slightly different but the overall thing was the same about excitement and nerves and mm. um ali just hello hello sorry about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> This just made a good entrance, really, though. It got a big welcome. It was all right. Um, you, let's come to you quickly on this one, because you did the very first one we did this summer at Holland Park, which was really on the B of the Bang. It was on the 4th of July. It was sort of slightly ahead of when we could have done. Well, you know, I was ready to go, and I thought, just let's just do it. And, um, and we turned it into a recording to make it legal. You know, it <laughs> Cost, cost me a bit of money to record it to make it a legal thing because you're allowed to do recordings but not gigs um how was that one back on that first day because that was no one at no i don't think anyone in this country had done any classic music singing live at that point for a while how was that day no i, I don't think they had done i it was i mean i was a bit nervous coming up because actually as you said it was sort of you know we didn't know how it was going to go we, it was very informal it was sort of just turn up and sing yeah. And um, actually, I remember the minute I started singing, a police officer was at the side of the gate looking in. And I was like, uh oh, we could get stopped halfway through here. But she was just sitting there, like listening to the music, and then she walked off. So it was great. <laughs> but, but I'd say that... this, this from my point of view, I don't know whether Rob and Clay know this. On that day, I was sort of hoping that the police would come in and arrest us. I sort of had in my mind that front <laughs> page of the Times. Um, handcuffs being i did it for art I did, you know, yeah yeah great and <laughs> yeah. So when, when they turned up and like smiling and moving along it's like oh that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame 
Um, but we did it with a string quartet that time. Matt, Matt mm. was conducting string quartet, and and it was great because it was our first one. But really quickly, I realised that we needed to try and build the orchestra up a bit. And then Claire, when you came in a week later, two weeks later, you came mm. in to Carmen. Um, I think we had a nine a nine piece band there. Um, yeah. It added a little bit more weight. Um, so the same thing for you. I mean, obviously we're going to go into a bit more detail with everyone, but how was it just singing again? Do you know, I think I, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it was like. I felt every single possible emotion. So I started feeling really terrified. Um, and then I sang, I was number three. So I was quite, you know, um, quick into the program. And then I sang, and then I think I forgot that you're supposed to like bow and curtsy after, you know, when people clap. I don't know what I did, I can't remember. But I remember I sat down again and then I was like, oh, I'm not quite sure how I behaved then. And then I got, and then I get typical Claire Presland, oh, well, I'm a bit unhappy with how I sang this phrase and this, you know, and I really must improve on that and blah, 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 blah. So I got the whips out on my back. And then I started to feel deeply emotional because you we were hearing all this amazing singing from these amazing colleagues who have just the biggest hearts and the greatest banter and then I and then I was then I just kept thinking I love this job and this world oh. so much yeah and what's what's the end date and if and I one thing I've been saying to myself a lot during um, particularly the height of lockdown, if somebody could give us a date when we can return to our jobs, I mm. think we'd all feel, I think the waves of the roller coaster emotions would, um, yeah. would be a little bit easier to bear. Yeah, mm. that's right. As, as all of you, all freelance artists, I mean, obviously it's been in the news a lot, but in, in our news a lot, it hasn't really broken through enough really, but about the plight of freelancers in general. And it just feels that it's obviously just disappeared a bit, you know, and that, and that it's just scary for you all, scary for us. And that thing about a certainty of any level must, have, must be great if you could have it. And it just keeps moving all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I describe it when I'm planning, as writing on water. As soon as I've written it, a plan, it's it's changed. It's yeah. Yeah, news is coming. It's, mm. it's been really, really tough like that. So for next summer, for example, I've got about five or six different possible plans of how our season may look. And mm. it could be any of them, it could be none of them. You know, that mm. it changes, it changes mm. all mm. the time. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You've all said variations to me and on, on here as well about the sort of camaraderie the social uh, bit of it not the you know not the social in art socializing afterwards but the thing of being together um mm. rob you started that off today that thing about that closeness of working and all in the i mean i love being in the rehearsal room you know all that stuff it, it, it it's it seems so distant now doesn't it it seems a long time ago since yeah. we've been properly doing that absolutely i mean it's 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 a it's a lost world you know it's a real it's a real loss yeah. which is why there is mourning and sort of um you know depression and confusion about you know what you're doing because you you don't like obviously i love music first and foremost and therefore my job because i get to sing it and hear it and actually this community is very small really um and i tend especially in britain to work with friends 99 mm. percent of the time or new friends or whatever yeah. um and 
I'm, I've always kept myself slightly out, out of social circles outside of the, you know, the nights after shows and stuff in terms of uh, my every my day-to-day life and, you know, who I hang out with when I'm not there. Um, but actually it's because I have <laughs> such strong friendships within that community anyway. I don't actually feel like any good friends. You don't feel like you need to, you yeah. know, back it up. I mean, it's a bit selfish, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, there, yeah. it's okay. like, and it's one half of my existence or more when I'm working. Um, so you really miss that, but it's very unquantifiable, which is why the loss is so confusing. Because mm. actually, who knows how that day is going to go with your colleagues? Who knows uh, which ones you're going to pick up and and have you know an incredible experience with, or have a laugh with, or have yeah. a fight with, or whatever. And because that's unquantifiable and distant now, mm. uh, you really miss it. But when you don't know what you're missing, it's quite hard to sort of pin it down. Yeah, okay. Because I think that when we did these, we, we did six uh, gigs this summer. I mean, as I sit here in London today, it's pouring with rain. Um, but I think that we did six this summer, which when I was writing a report on it for our board the other day, I thought, oh, you know, six, not bad, actually. In this in this year, six performances, not bad. Um, but, it, you know, it seemed very distant because we normally do 46 or whatever. Um, but when you you get in there, because we didn't have the full rehearsal process, all of these things were turn up earlier on, rehearse on the day. So it was that strange, Ali, as well. Just, you know, you come in in the thing where you normally be working with people over a couple of weeks, just coming in, rehearsing, bang, you're on stage, do it. Was that a strange one? That was a strange one. And actually, the one I felt at the most was the, the GNS, so the Heart's Delight concert, yeah. because um, before it was just sort of you looked after yourself and you did your little rehearsal at the beginning. But this was, you know, it was a quintet at the beginning of the programme, which I'd never sung before. So I was thinking, well, this could go anyway. <laughs> but actually, something about it made me so much more focused on um, just enjoying it. Because I was like, it could go either way, so there's no point in worrying about it. And actually, that is something that has plagued me my whole career so far, is worry about how I'm going to be thought of in rehearsals, shows, you know, it's everybody's worry, I'm sure, and as a freelancer, singer and musician. But um, this has stopped, this whole awful situation has just made me realise that this job is so, we're so lucky to do something that we love. I mean, nine times out of 10 that we love, you know. And I think um, the, the rehearsal process is something that I love more because you, you create, you have so much fun. You can have like disagreements that I, I love having disagreements in rehearsals yeah. because you get the best, you know, uh, outcome. You find exactly what it is that you want to do. So even though it was a small rehearsal and we had to really quickly go through it, it was like a little taste dipping your toe back into that mm-hmm. rehearsal, you yeah. know, situation. And I was just, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, but it Good. was strange. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was great for us. And, and Claire, what did you think about the audiences when, because um, all the audiences went mad from a, I'm standing in the back watching it all. When you, because at our place, normally you can see people anyway, but this time it was all earlier because we didn't have a lighting rig. You can see absolutely everyone. What was the, uh, what was that like seeing that audience that day and their reaction? Deeply moving. And also I think it was really, it really informed me how much everyone needs music Mm. and how important it is and how it really does feed people's souls and you could you could see um yeah you could just see everyone uh just responding to it and being topped up with fantastic energy and um 
and feeling, you know, both excited and ecstatic and also um, really sad because we've mm. all been missing, we've all been missing. So I think it was, it was really, really moving. Mm. Um, there was a great, there was a great moment in, uh, particularly on the Hearts Delight concert that both Rob and Ali did that, because um, it was a bit more comic, you know, the big, the big numbers we were doing in the concerts tended to be the more dramatic, the bigger, well-known uh, operatic set pieces. Been the comic thing, and I, I don't know whether Rob and Ali would agree with this, but it was just amazing hearing an audience laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it was we'd all been we've all been so low. I'm yeah. talk about that a bit more in a minute. But just hearing 250 people all laugh at the same time, like Rob, when you and John were mucking around in the duet with the uh, <laughs> what did you have? Um, I said it was a courgette, wasn't courgette, it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for those, yeah, for those I mean, listening I think... that weren't there and, and don't know what the hell we're talking about, it was it was a strange moment, even if you were there. So so don't worry about that. Um, well, basically, it was gendarmes without truncheons, but with a couple of courgettes. I think that's I probably, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the you know I don't want to keep bringing it down, but I think the loneliness of the uh, this this whole period, however surrounded by love I am and family, um, you forget that you kind of get on with an audience, especially when you're doing comedy and you're sharing it. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I find that more particularly in those sort of dramatic, you know, this, um, theatrical kind of comedic things. You really have to, you know, we're all taught they're your friends and you have to share with them your problem and your solution. And mm -hmm. actually, so suddenly having a group, massive group of people laughing isn't like, I mean, obviously it's lovely, but it's actually more like we're all here together. We're actually yeah. here. Mm -hmm. And this is happening now. Yeah, right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Really nice. I mean, go back to the, uh, this is just, just to drop in, one of my favourite things about the lit up theatre was looking out just before we started and seeing all the name tags of all the critics on the right. <laughs> big so thanks for that, James. That was really good on the first concert back. <laughs> Thank God they didn't. I thought I the names were only on, oh yeah, they're on the front as well. They're on the back <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But they would love it. You got great reviews. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point. Okay, note to self. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have a look at that. Um, a few of you mentioned different things about the the time off and the the missing it and then and the worry and all that sort of stuff. But um, and would, before these concerts came up, um, and then when they did come up, but before that, what was it like practicing it? Or is it I can't practice? I'm so low. Is it uh, you you needed to practice more because you needed to get it working? What was what was the the proper lockdown full lockdown like for that as a, as a singer yeah it was her it was definitely at the beginning at first it was sort of like um i didn't believe it was happening because it for me it was like a real blow at the very beginning because i was a, had just started at the roll opera house and was about to go on in my first you know show and i was so excited and then for it suddenly they literally called and said yep you're not coming in and that's it so it took me about a week to be like well we'll see and then you saw the the knock-on effect of everything then other companies were closing down and I didn't sing for about two months I think but like possibly even more because I just was like at all at all I, I just was like I don't see what the point is so I threw myself into everything else like mm going to the gym and kind of maybe loved the thought of watching Netflix all day because I, I never normally do that so I thought okay that's all right I'm just going to do everything that I never normally get to do and then I, I had the thought of like so next tomorrow I'm going to go and, and have a little bit of a sing just keep it keep it going but I just I, every day I would put it off and I realized I was subconsciously putting it off 
just because I just thought, what's the point? You know, yeah. there's nothing else for it. So I did get, I got a bit low, yeah, until until you mentioned these concerts and thought, oh, okay, and then I I'd better get my voice down. <laughs> check yeah. it's still there. No, no, interesting. Claire, same for you, or did you have a different sort of journey on that bit? Um, I had a bit of a different journey. So to start with, I think... Um, I took a really big breath and thought, okay, let's just process all of this. And I have to say, um, although I was, I was in the middle of the contract, we just did our uh, studio run, so we were just about to go into a theatre. And even though I was so, so sad about not performing this for an audience, there was also a part of, um, I could feel that um, lockdown was looming and I wanted us to lock down and I wanted us to try and um, tackle this um, this virus. Um, so I took a bit of a breath and then I <laughs> did what I often do when um, if there's a curveball thrown at me in life. Um, I got out my best um, dusting cloth and started you know polishing the turd which was the fact that we weren't singing so I was like well I'm going to I'm going to have many positive learnings from this experience and I'm going to learn repertoire that I'm booked to do in the future well that was a mistake because every time I opened a score the gig got cancelled so I thought well I better stop doing that and then and then I got very philosophical and I was like, well, I'm just going to sing the things that bring my heart joy. And there's only so many, you know, there's only so, so much positivity you can try to give yourself. Um, so I think that's, I think that's, that, that was really hard. And I, I also realised that we as musicians are actually really organized and I know we're all some people are more relaxed than others but you have to have a degree of forward planning we have to um learn music by a certain date and also like um financially because we're we're paid every whatever few at the end of a contract you learn to plan and say okay well I've just got this check but that's got to last me until yeah. x amount and we're used to doing that whether we know we're doing it or not mm. um and of course now we can't plan and i think um opportunities um like holland park as brilliant as it was it it was quite um whereas we're used to being booked quite far in advance things are coming in slightly um later when when we're given the green light to do things um but no, I do, I, what Rob was saying, I miss rehearsing so much. I miss the process. I miss uh, um, delving deeper into things. And I also miss um, cuddling people. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're a really tactile industry. You yeah. always hug and kiss somebody when you see them. And I, I really noticed that actually at Holland Park. I thought, God, all these... I don't know. We we can't, and and it's yeah. so against our nature. Yeah, um, I really notice it that day and on these concerts as well because normally that's the thing, and then it just was yeah. everyone just stopping short of it and just as they remembered that, that they that they couldn't. Yeah, there's a lot of those details that have been strange and are going to go on being strange for a while. You know, mm. probably. Um, mm. Rob singing in in the in the lockdown proper and uh, after it, what were you? Um, what were you like? Were you, were you so I just, I was just on the end of a, I was on the end of a production right about start of the show. Uh, so I had this sort of burn, burn down of creativity. When we stopped, I had that slightly 
weird 10 days where I was full of ideas, full of stuff. Uh, did a couple of those silly videos just for a laugh, really. But then decided that was I couldn't do anything silly because it was actually mocking of a very dark situation. <laughs> and I couldn't bring myself to do anything serious because I find that difficult unless I'm actually in the room doing it. Mm. Um, and so then I stopped. And I, I, you know, I homeschooled to a seven and nine year old um, you know, which takes up quite a lot of energy, really. Um, but also, I didn't want to sing. I didn't want to sing, so I found it very physically very difficult to do. I mean, I've always been goal orientated. You know, it's it's the way we work, and it's mm. it's sort of how we um, husband our you know our energy and 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 focus on the right thing at the right time. So actually, I did. I mean, I I think I uh, at one point I thought right, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn something I'd never seen in that first week i was like i'll get the ring cycle and just sing it at home right. as a joke sure. <laughs> and actually i bought a couple of the scores and i've sent them back <laughs> but what are you doing but also i didn't want to anyway, mainly no i didn't want to sing at all so when the holland park mm -hmm. thing came it was, it was all the way till then even warming up for that i had a, a physical reticence that i didn't want to actually i didn't want to admit you know i was doing it almost you know it, it was hard and um uh but now I think uh, I've, I've got a concert soon. I've, I've started practicing for it again and I'm actually quite enjoying it because I've gone from not being able to sing in a few days to being able to sing a bit again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's progress, you know, when you think you're not doing it anymore. And, you know, I love the job. I mean, I'm mm. still trying to work out what the hell else. I'm definitely going to have to grow a new uh, arm in terms of making some money and doing something just because this could go on for a long time, you know. And uh, also I think for my own, my own mental health, I think and I, I prefer to work at something than not doing anything at all. Mm. Let's delve a bit deeper into that in a, gem, in a more general thing and I'll answer if, if you want to really. The, um, do any of you feel more vocally rested after this point? Because you're all busy performers, you work a lot. Is there any part of it, I'm not the big thing, obviously it's awful, is there any part of it that's helped a bit because it's a bit of time where you've actually rested your voice uh, or, is that, or is that not the case? Yeah, well, so I'll be quick because I was just on, but I um I I think uh, actually yeah there is there is a sort of a slightly different voice coming out. In fact, so much so I probably need to sort of make it more uniform. I think you know I think things have happened to the voice and it's a bit like oh got unwieldy maybe like um not in terms of not and I'm not pretending I'm a massive singer by the way just to get that clear before anyone hears this. But I mean it's not quite in line. But there are I think there's some you know wealth from the rest. Mm -hmm. uh, to come once I've sorted it all out and started doing some exercises again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think, yeah, and also, I mean, just, just on simple terms, uh, uh, yeah, simple terms, we know what we value now <laughs> yeah. because we haven't had it. So, I mean, that's obviously a um, sort of a macro issue, but I think there's something there that's great, you know? Yeah. And also, we understand the delicacy in the house of cards that we've been living in for a long time yeah. because it really is in this country very, very delicate. And uh, we need, therefore we need to give it our all when we are in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something perhaps I've relaxed mm -hmm. on. Like in my time, I've not mm -hmm. always been hundred percent. I mean, I try my best, but actually now every moment needs to be where you always give hundred percent. And that's the thing yeah. why you've been successful is why I love you all and employ you and all that stuff. I think that's a, you know, a, you know, a nice thing to say, but I think you, you, you all give everything all the time. And I think that, I don't think I could look at any of you and say, 
oh, they're only just realizing this now. I mean, I, I know that you've all loved performing and being in the room, being on stage ever since I've known all of you. So I think that that's, yeah. that's not news in some ways. I think it's been news to other people, but I think the House of Cards thing is a very good point. I think mm. that's a very good point. Uh, Claire, rested uh, vocally um, or just now you just want to get back on anyway? Um, a mixture. I think a, a rest is always good. And I think like what Rob was saying, sometimes when we uh, uh, have a holiday or, you know, a holiday break from singing, um, things can happen and the voice can grow in different ways. Um, but I think one, I think I feel vocally rested. But one thing I'm aware of is that I'm not show fit. And by show fit, it's you... Yeah. you you no matter how much you can um practice at home and be disciplined within that you get a, a different type of fitness from being in a rehearsal room mm. um and for this and following the schedule that we're used to having and um there's a reason that that, that we rehearse the hours that we do or um mm. that you have rehearsals you know to, to build things up and figure out stamina and when you need to um take snippets of energies and Mm. types of breath etc so um so i think it's a it's a mixture but no i'm super hungry to to be back in a in a rehearsal room yeah mm -hmm. but i think also the that thing is that a lot of people outside of the business that just paid money to come see you guys um mm. don't understand that level of the rehearsal of the of the pacing and of the of the peaking thing it's very like athletes and sports people in that way it's a mm -hmm. And often when really experienced singers or some directors, even or conductors would say to me on a stage and piano rehearsal, oh, it's not there yet. And I, it's, it's not meant to be. I don't want it to be there. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting ready in the thing. And, and some people, it's a defensive mechanism to say it's not real. But mm -hmm. I, stuff I know. But the thing is, it's not meant to be. It's about getting it over that whole period of time, just ready for when we're on stage. And that's the thing that it's really difficult to see from an outside point of view. I find that I, I trust my subconscious to know when I've got to do the thing yeah. and if I you know I'm thinking about it enough in my sleep in my spare time without even trying to think about it and my body is ready yeah. when the time That's is right and now I have faith in that and also I have been around the block enough to know to not be ashamed of not nailing it in front of my colleagues you know knowing I will not, not I will nail it but I, I know where it's going but I'm yeah, not worried yeah. about, because actually I might be thinking about the 50 other things that are happening in the room at the time yeah. that are feeding me information that I can use when I'm actually at the top of my game. You know, yeah. maybe something to do with where the chair's going to move on the left. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. how am I going to catch that ball thrown at me? You know, and I think actually these uh, quick concerts and these things, we just have to make ourselves ready all the time, really, because yeah. actually that process, that natural process we go through of months of thinking, a bit of practice but long rehearsals it's not there now so it's it yeah. it, it will and it will that will change maybe the type of singers we all are yeah the yes. and yes. the type of successful who's the successful employee let's say yeah. yeah i think for me on my side of it for for people like you three the thing is that um i think it's going to last this particular thing for so long but i think it's all about now quickness of thought and it's about that's when people are used to doing things on a two-year, three-year cycle. You know, it's, it's, it's three or four weeks at the moment, just mm, because yeah. what the legislation is, what you can do, when, you can, when you've got money. And I think it's, 
using the sporting analogy a bit more you're saying about being match fit and everything i think that that's okay because what a lot of us are doing at the moment even though we charge people to come in these are like pre-season friendlies or these are warm-ups everyone yeah. knows it's yeah, yeah. they're just getting back into how they behave in a in a theater and and uh, mm. i think all of you are just in this thing and i think it's okay to do that it's better than not doing it mm -hmm. um, i think it's just about getting people back in and used to seeing people perform again um yeah because yeah, it's, it's a practice thing we'll get so used to it and uh you know i've missed it terribly i just finished three months of listening to fantastic singers like you three every single day and i haven't had it apart from these six days we've done it it just feels very very strange and also one when, when we did these gigs you know normally some of these gigs you know, 14 14 numbers with five or six singers I'd have just done in my sleep on these ones. There was so much pressure on, on them. It was, yeah. this was like opening the, the, the normal season with the, with the ring cycle or something. The yeah, yeah. was going to do 14, 14 aria concert in front of 250 people was blowing everyone's mind. So that, yeah. you know, so different, just, isn't it? With the, you know, the distancing and the hand washing all the time. And you've got to have a kind of um, third eye haven't you to mm -hmm. you're managing different different things it is really different um, and also um like really very much singing outside you know without the the theater it's, it's all different yeah. i think go on rob sorry uh, just going back to what you're saying about organizing that concert which would have been simple as it would have been an operetta concert for us you know a year ago um i think the the the, the thing about like the one thing that sort of translates into all of what we do and what we sing is, is that um, right now when I'm learning music, I'm, I'm singing note to note. Like I, I'm looking at the micro to try and get it back to join up and make mm. to, to a joined up sentence. And I think all these little challenges mean, mean that actually you just want to get back to that place when you can think in the biggest, bigger picture, whether it's organizing something or mm. singing a piece or understanding a whole opera. I mean, the idea of knowing an opera, like, you know, when I've sat in a rehearsal room for long enough, I basically know the whole opera backwards. <laughs> not usually, not usually my bit, but you know, <laughs> everyone else is. And <laughs> all the idea of that is ridiculous to me now. It's sort of, it's yeah. sort of like trying yeah. to remember a line of words is where I am now, but that's okay. You know, baby steps. But um, I think, it, I think the whole industry has to tiptoe its way back in. Well, let's smash it back in, but you know, in terms mm. of what we can manage, we've got to be aware of it really. Yeah. yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Uh, but I, I think that for, for me as well, it's that thing of smashing it in, in a, let's get through that thing, but then, but then having baby steps as you go. Let's you mm. know, think of if you're just going to wait until everything is perfect again, I think you might be waiting a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think people, special things are happening. And I felt that at the concert we did for you, James, um, there was something, uh, <sighs> I know we hadn't been singing for a while, but people were doing something very, very unique and special. And there were, there were different colors and mm. I don't know. It's, I think it's affected yeah. everyone on your side and the audience and the managements. Uh, if, if the people that were good and into it and believed in it and wanted it and all that on, on every single side, now it's just been, you know, really put into focus, absolute, you know, high resolution, what you, what you like about it, what you love about mm -hmm. it do and i think the people that may be thinking oh, i'm not enjoying it anymore that's made that worse but the people that were really into it, i think it's made it crystal clear about okay that's why this is what i want to do and if it takes us doing more concerts of 300 people before we get back to a thousand then that's it you know and i think that it, it's just changed the 
the dynamic for the moment and it's down to all of us then to be able to be more flexible i think and just be mm -hmm. more ready for that thing as mm -hmm. I said, we went for everything every single thing to be right i think that that could be mm -hmm. that could be a long way to the moment and um, super kind to ourselves as well you know yeah. i think that's very important <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you guys particularly, you know, the, all the freelancers had a terrible time. You know, that's why even with us, in the, one of the driving forces of these concerts was, I have to say, we, we needed to do it because we needed to con we needed to have a presence ourselves. But it was also just about starting the micro economy again of, of, of artists. So we, you know, I think we worked out the other day is including the, the singers and musicians, conductors, some stage management on a couple of the, the crew. You know, we, we gave about 90 or 100 different freelancers something. Now, it wasn't mm -hmm. much, you know, because it was normally only one or two days. But it, it just started that circle again. Yeah, yeah. we're very grateful. It's yeah. very well, no, I don't mean like that, because you shouldn't be in that way. But I think it's just once, if it's not moving, there's no, there's no momentum to it at all. Yeah. Absolutely just, right. Yeah. Just something. And then you go, okay, well, I've got two gigs there. I've got a gig there. And, you, and you're just building this up into things. Um, mm -hmm. We've got to wrap up quite soon. Let's talk about, have any of you had a break, a holiday? Because, you know, the, not to be confused with the rest or the non-rest at home, looking after kids or whatever. <laughs> um, an actual break since this, the regulations have been eased a bit. Yeah, well, yeah. I um, booked a, sorry, Ali. I booked a um, holiday back in January. I was working with Claire at the Royal Opera House and just done some nice concerts uh, and feeling quite, you know, and this year was going to be a good one. Uh, so I could afford to go on holiday. So I booked a nice holiday to Greece and then for the life of me, couldn't get a refund. <laughs> so I went and it was amazing. Uh, and it was, yeah, lovely. I went to Greece and I didn't get locked down and I hardly saw anyone and it was just beautiful. And yeah. I, was, I said to you earlier before the thing, but you don't realize quite how deep you've got into the mire uh, mm -hmm. until you see the blue sea and you see the sky. So uh, it was a real, it was really great for my sort of brain and you know and the family just hanging out and not you know thinking about it's like any holiday but it was just it was it was uh more pronounced that we needed it and it was great yeah great ali have you been away yeah i i'm very lucky my um in-laws have got a place in the lake district and in norfolk so as soon as we were allowed to go we went to both places and had a week at each place which was just amazing and it it gave you this sort of just breathing in different air you know you felt like it would it just felt so claustrophobic where we were um in our lockdown even though it's it's in a nice place we just it this change of scenery did us the world of good and we hadn't realized um and i've just i'm now just yesterday arrived in norway and even though it's sort of for work it's it's mainly really a holiday because it's just so beautiful here so you know it's um, nice in Bergen I like it's Bergen. gorgeous it's so beautiful so yeah I the change of scenery has been so good for my my brain but are you in quarantine now in Bergen at quarantine for 10 days before uh -huh. we can start which is yeah I've, I've got I've got an issue with that as well I suppose I shouldn't go into it but I've got two projects I've got one there I'm not sure it's going to happen because of the quarantine but anyway Claire have oh. you been away yet yeah, we went to Ireland. So my husband is Irish um, and we, the family have a, a little cottage um, in the west of Ireland. So we had to quarantine to go there, um, but we wanted to, uh, to see the family. Um, so we, we, it was a great place actually to quarantine because it was a new environment and there's a big garden there. Um, so I actually, I've got a two year old and 
I packed, he's obsessed in dinosaurs. So I bought some, you know, fake dinosaur eggs. And I knew that, you know, come day 10, he'd start to get very like, what, but what's behind the gate? You know, what world is out there? So I was like, let's go on a dinosaur hunt. Um, so we did that. Um, and then it was amazing because in Kerry, I mean, it's so remote where this cottage is, there's like maybe five other houses. Mm. So you go to the beach and you are the only people on the beach. Yeah. And that felt so amazing um, mm. as a parent to say, just go for it, mate, be free. And one thing I was really aware of um, with having a toddler, every, everything we've um, encouraged, um, about you know making friends and socializing and going to new environments i then had to say no you you can't go near people and i i found that really hard so we tried to do as much as we could in in open spaces where we didn't have to keep telling him that i didn't want him to hear that a lot um so that was amazing and then we in kerry we just um yeah we just lived the good old life and splashed about in rock pools and um you have to sit out a bit of rainy weather but the sunny days there are just oh, that's, so glorious that's, that's it was good. good but i think it's important than that and even if as rob says you didn't realize how bad it, you were until you got away i think that's still part of a process as well yeah that you need Absolutely. to go anywhere yeah did i yeah did you get uh, not yet not yet um oh, i had a couple of days away um up in ludlow and uh, that was very nice, but it was just a couple of days. But I, like you, it wasn't any, um, it wasn't deliberately thought through this, but I ended up uh, doing a bit of one, one wild swim and then building a, a building a fire. And it was only when Angela my <sighs> wife, said, just, you know, you're going back to absolute basic. <laughs> Amazing though, so liberating. And I hadn't really thought of it like that at all, but it was obviously something because I've been, basically on zoom for the last six months and um and looking, and looking at planning calendars and things and then suddenly to have that you think, well, i'm gonna, I'm gonna fire water i love that yeah, yeah. i it's went crazy. on a wild swim and i built it a wasn't fire. Contra, yeah you're so manly yes. <laughs> you don't want to see the pictures well because it really wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't the tiptoe into the river and then yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. yeah, taking ages but never mind Guys, we're going to need to wrap up. It's a pleasure uh, talking to you, uh, all of you, mainly because it's a pleasure knowing you all. And uh, it's just great to work <laughs> with you again this summer and seeing you on stage doing what you do. And uh, that brief, brief shining moment of remembering what we all do and it brought it all back to me. So thank you all for that. And um, thank you. thanks for being here today. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks a lot. You have been listening to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with James Clutton. For more information on Opera Holland Park, please visit www.operahollandpark.com.